Thanks for listening to the KC Morning Show. Everything's running smoothly. Yo, yo, yo! Yo! What is going on? My name's Hartzell, and this right champ, it's your KC Yay to the KC Morning Hoes. My name's Hartzell. Kitty is uh, currently walking the dog. Now, see, I did it yesterday, so we have a system. So, you know, I do it sometimes. Fridays on your KC Morning Show, always styled by the homies over at Charlie Hustle. KCMS2020. That is your promo code in store and online. That's 20% off. I mean, come on. And we got some new KC Morning Hoes on this program. We got some new friends. So, you may not know that you got 20% off Charlie Hustle. Well, now you do. KC MS20 on the show today. You know our Friday shows. We just take it easy, man. We got Benny Heist doing a sports thing. Bet Sided's Benny Heist, part of the Fan Sided Network. And then we're going to talk a little comedy. We're going to talk about what's going on in the comedy scene in Kansas City this weekend. Let me explain my blackness. I have more to say. Oh, I love that. That is happening Saturday at the Bird Theater. And we got Hillary Holt and Kat Gary here to explain it all for us and then we wrap it up with some music because you know we always do some music on a Friday and you know we had Hembry on the show last week well the new album is out the record has been released it's called It's a Dream go and stream it right now and that band Hembry you know they're not just a band that comes on every so often they are a part of this show just as much as me and you and Kitty and Benny and Sean Edwards they are a part of this show in fact we are gonna work on a theme song produced by Hembry so in celebration of the new record I had a thought I thought we'd play their very first single they ever released can't run forever the first one that kicked everything off they've been on super bowl commercials and all this stuff now and they are still repping kc followed by house on a hill the latest from Hembry. go check it out it's a dream streaming right now my name is hartzel a good day to be in kansas city and yeah always always we'll see you in the mountain bye That was really a productive segment, wasn't it? The KC Morning Show. Sports! Let's do a sports thing. He's the managing editor over at Bet Sided, part of the Fan Sided Network. Benny Heiss, how are you feeling? And you know, we've we've had some time to to process. I don't think I've <laughs> I don't think I've taken in any type of football media until the Brian Flores news dropped. I mean, oh my god. Some quick takes. Benny Heiss on this entire issue. We had Ron the Show Hughley on yesterday. Just some quick hits. For, well, first of all, uh, it's good. It's good to hear your voice, man. It's good to talk. I feel like it's been, you know, uh, and it, it's been, been like a, a week or so since uh, the the Chiefs breakdown against the Bengals. I think we were on like maybe a handful of days before that. So it's good to like come on, get a little bit of different, fresh perspective. Also, shout out to my guy Ron the Show Hughley because I know that he came absolutely fired up with good dynamite takes on this issue. And I, I will say this because like, it's hard to go quick take on the Brian Flores situation because it's so systemic in the NFL. And I've, I've listened to some really smart people talk about this. Like I've, I've heard Jamel Hill uh, give her thoughts on this discussion. Howard Bryant, Bomani Jones, like far 
smarter people than I will ever be give nuanced and unique perspective on this issue. And the thing about Brian Flores, and again, for anyone unfamiliar with it, Brian Flores, um, head coach for the Miami Dolphins for three seasons, had back-to-back winning seasons for the first time since 2003, got let go at the end of the year, basically was lambasted on the way out saying that he was very difficult to work with, not collaborative, um, and that reputation kind of followed him around. So even though he was probably the most qualified of all head coaches coming out of this cycle, he did not end up with a job. And the smoking gun of it all was he interviewed for the New York Giants job, He got a text message from Bill Belichick saying, congratulations on the Giants job. And he goes, I haven't interviewed for it yet. And he says, what do you mean? He's like, is this Brian Dable or Brian Flores? He goes, this is Brian Dable. I go, nope, this is Brian Flores. And Bill Bill Belichick just went, oh, the most cringe thing I've ever read, if I'm being honest. Yeah, not 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 good at all. And, you know, Belichick really didn't do anything wrong in this situation. He just got information and thought he was texting the wrong guy. But the, the NFL in particular, man, like. Here's here's what I'm hoping for, because I I don't know that what Flores has claimed is going to be enough in a court of law to prove systemic racism and racist hiring practices in the NFL. I I just don't think that's going to happen. I think (coughs) excuse me. I think the the issue is, is how badly does the NFL how, like, how badly does is Brian Flores going to go here like does he want a settlement does he want to be compensated for what he ran into or is it like nah this isn't about the money this is about making and trying to make actual change in a league that is run by you know very rich white owners that don't seem any interest to have seem to have any interest in actually making change so I hope for the sake of the league, even if this doesn't end up coming through in court, that the league actually has to force itself to come to terms with what this actually is, get rid of the Rooney rule because of the element of it being a sham process. And it has to start from the top up, man. Like you, you can't continue to go through a system in, in, in the, I, I know I'm rambling a little bit on here. Cause no, it, preach it, baby it's, preach. It's hard. It's hard to have like a, a, a quick nuanced take on that because this could we could have this conversation for hours but it, it yes the the league is is 70 plus percent black and it's not a good reflection when you can't find a head coaching job and when you do you're going to be held to, to different standards than everybody else and then if you get let go you're not going to get a second chance because it's a league that overwhelmingly hires people that look like them and people that they know Right. Because of familiarity, that's it's it's already a long down road of these bad lack of diversity hiring practices, which now more and more companies are emphasizing, you know, the the the, the issues that you don't even wear of the discrimination that you're not even aware of the blind spots that you have. So if this is going to open up a major eyeball, there needs to be more than just Brian Flores coming to court now. Somebody made the example. I think it was Howard Bryan on, on the Levitard show. He said, the one way that you actually might be able to make change here is if the Bengals and the Rams decide, hey, we're not cool with what the NFL is doing right now. And until there's an actual change made, you know that Super Bowl that you got coming up where you're getting paid billions of dollars 
by NBC and the rest of the world that's going to be watching the number one watched event in the world each year. Yeah, we're, we're not showing up until you do something. If the players actually did that, then Hartzell, then you might have an actual opportunity for the NFL to say, oh, shit, we we got to we got to figure out something here. But until then, it's the NFL is going to say we stand by our care towards diversity and they're going to throw money at this until this goes away. And I think it was so important that he did this before the Super Bowl. Like you said, he he also extended a challenge to those coaches who are still in the league. Those players, Mike Tomlin, mm-hmm. where are you at, bro? Where are you at, Mike? Come on. I need you to say something. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I want to get this perspective from you too, Benny, before I let you go, because this story, it, it took a whole other tangent, of course, to quote Doc Brown terribly. We got owners paying coaches to throw games. You yep. you are the managing editor at a gambling-based site. I mean, if we got games that are rigged, then we have a sports entertainment. Yep, and, and Stephen Ross, if I'm not mistaken, was behind like some sort of casino or sports betting operation a handful of years ago. And like, so if this gets proven to be true, like if this smoking gun is, is actually legit, then Steven, I, I think the biggest outcome out of all this is that Steven Ross could probably lose his team. You know, like, I don't, I don't know if he's going to necessarily go like the Jerry Richardson route, or you know, he was the former owner of the Carolina Panthers or, uh, you know, the Donald Sterling route where you're basically just forced out because the NFL just wants you to go away and you have to kind of become the voice, the, the face of it. And, you know, your punishment for it is to, you know, cash out on riches that, you know, you never thought would have you, you would have assumed the moment that you purchased the team because of the way prices have gone up. So I suppose Stephen Ross, you know, collecting a four billion dollar check for the Miami Dolphins uh, would be his punishment. But it's fascinating. It's I mean, absolutely Hugh Jackson, Hugh Jackson, I believe today, Benny, he was in a press conference and he kind of slipped and they pressed him on it kind of on accident. And he's also saying that he he very much has proof and evidence that he has also been asked to tank these games. And not only are we talking about Ross losing his team, but this should blow up the league, man. I mean, we're talking about multiple owners that are doing this. And clearly, if one's doing it, then they're all doing it. I mean, why is nobody yep. asking for Goodell's? resignation right now right now the nfl is trying to defend itself in a lawsuit when they should be doing internal investigations on themselves yeah but but when hartzell has the nfl ever looked at themselves it, the nfl and again i i have to remember who said this because i want to give him proper credit but the nfl looks at, at itself as, as the banks did back in in 2008 and, and too big to fail yeah. like it doesn't matter what the, the nfl was full systems go at the start of coronavirus like, do you remember when, when the NBA and the NHL shut down and, and the world was like, what the hell is going on? We don't know what to do. I, I don't think this was like before we figure out masks. Do we all have to stay inside for two weeks? And the NFL was like, we got free agency, bitches. Come on down. So they've never acted in a way in which they're sort of hand in hand with the rest of the world. Like They look at the, themselves as mightier than thou. So yes, they should have an internal investigation. And if they do, it'll be a sham. Like the NFL has gotten through the concussion situation. They've gotten through Colin Kaepernick. Like the NFL is going to survive until they, until the money dries up. The, the money is going to be the thing Hartzell that changes all of this. So until people start saying, you know what? I don't give a damn if it's the most watched product on television I'm not putting my money there and the NFL starts worrying about losing money. 
then you might have a situation that could impact change. But until then, it's just going to be all systems go. Benny Heisey is the managing editor over at BetSided, part of the fansided.com network. Benny Heiss, anything you want to plug? Any articles? What, what you got going on before I let you go? I, I've been out the last couple days as uh, the whole family has been uh, a bit under the weather, but uh, the crew has been doing some sensational work. Had a brand new episode of Bet and Breakfast that came out yesterday. We'll be doing some even earlier shows uh, throughout the week during Super Bowl week. So uh, whatever you're looking for, a bunch of good college. Actually, I'll, I'll shout out my guy, Reed Wallach, who's our, our college basketball insider uh, over at Betside. He has gone 14-1 and one since Saturday. Uh, these are all free, by the way, like full write-ups. It's not just He's not a tout. He's just a really sharp college basketball writer and editor for us. And his picks have been on fire. Like, I'm, I'm tailing all three of his picks tonight. So make sure you guys go and check him out. Check out the great work. Everyone's putting in a ton of effort, ton of time over at BetSided. Mini Heist, my brother. We will chat next week. Yes, sir. That is humor. I recognize that. The KC Morning Show. Back on your KC Morning Show. And then also for the first time on your KC Morning Show, we got Hillary Holt. We have Cat Gary. Now, Hillary, you know, we've heard, we, we love the funny homies on this show. And Hillary is one of the funny homies on this show. But she brought another funny homie, Cat joining <laughs> Hillary on the show coming up. It's called Let Me Explain My Blackness. I have more things to say. That is this Saturday at the Bird Theater, the new Bird Theater. This show's awesome. Hillary, we heard from you already. Cat, break this yeah. thing down. Break this thing down for us. <laughs> All right, then. Hey, guys. So basically the show is just making fun of the stereotypes of black people. We had a friend show in 2019 that won Best Venue, and that show was called Let Me Explain My Blackness, explaining black women's thoughts through comedy. Pretty much just making fun of just, you know, the stereotypes of black women. So we decided to bring it back with other writers. So this show is pretty much, you know, like I said, making fun of the stereotypes of black people. Like, for example, spades. And then another example, I don't want to give you too much uh, too much in the show, but another example, TikTok dances. We don't know how to dance anymore in this generation. So, you know, just break out with a little TikTok dances. So things like that. So you guys have to come and see the show to see more sketches. And we also have a, a comedian that's performing named Cam I Am. Yeah, why don't we go ahead and just break down the entire show. Tell us everything, my friends. Hillary, you oh, want to hop in? I'm performing, but uh, also write. <laughs> so I'm pretty in, I think. <laughs> and then Kat, a little bird, told Kat. me that you are, you're directing this thing. What is it like right. now doing, doing the sequel version of it? As a director, patience and not losing, like not going like crazy. Because <laughs> I'm the type of person who I'm going to do it. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't need help. I'm just going to do it. But the cast helps out a lot, and I'm very open, and I let the cast put in things and take out things. So we're just all one big old happy mm -hmm. teamwork group. I know that it makes sense, but just teamwork. <laughs> I ask that because, I mean, to direct this show right now, Black History Month doing a show called Let Me Explain My Blackness, did you learn anything more about yourself? Did you learn things that you maybe already knew about you that you knew for a fact now you got to tell other people about, a.k.a. I got to tell white folks about this? You know, what What all went into this production for you personally? And then Hillary, as well as someone who's in the show and did some writing as well, like tell me a little bit how you are incorporating your blackness into this show about, you know, blackness. Like one of the uh, sketches, uh, Barbershop, um, it's pretty much just explaining how black men have to deal with things out in the world. 
we talk about the shooting. The guys got away pretty much. Oh, um, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, right? Yes. So, I mean, just putting the show together, you just really think about, like, the what the things we go through. There's so much that you want to put in the show and, like, pretty much just flipping everything from, you know, something serious to something funny. Because I don't want to be sad all the time. I just want to mm-hmm. laugh about it and just move on. Hillary, what about you? How did you find yourself bringing your blackness into this show? I mean, obviously, everything you do is bringing your blackness in because you're a black woman. So and- now put bringing it to the stage and getting a chance to, for you as well to say your piece, even if it is maybe writing your piece and having someone else perform it. So for mine are kind of uh, a little more poignant in a way, I suppose, having some fun, but then also like kind of challenging, calling out and challenging um, perspectives of being black, but also just being black, but also like a doctor. Like it's there's a little bit different flavor, but the information is still correct. Ooh, I uh, love that. You can see this show again, 930 at the New Bird Theater. Tickets online It's going to be a, a higher charge at the door. And that could be a dollar more or like a thousand dollars more. So the whole point is you should get right. your tickets early <laughs> yeah. to that yeah. Bird website. I got to ask both of you real quick. How many times? Times did someone who is not a black person hit you up post George Floyd and ask, what could they do? Or did they ask you how you were feeling? Yeah. Oh, oh my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, May of 2020, because I was doing something with lead kids and improv, but it was like Oklahoma Park was like, I don't, and my heart was like, I don't really want to be here. I want to teach inner city kids, not these kids who <laughs> just don't want to be here. Someone asked me, like, how's your heart? And was, it took me out. I didn't expect that question to take me out <laughs> the way it did. It was heavy. <laughs> I don't know. In all the instances, myself included, it only actually made me more frustrated than offer anything really constructive. Kat, what about you? I had a boss who, I guess someone told her that I was, because I, I was being very vocal on it on Facebook. <laughs> and so she hit me up and was like, do you need to go home? I, I support you. I'm like, um, okay, I'll take the go at home part. <laughs> I sure will. <laughs> and Kat, I ain't gonna knock your hustle. Ain't nobody gonna knock your hustle. Right. <laughs> like I'm still getting paid for this, right? <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm curious because I know and just in talking with Hillary and so many folks in the KC comic scene and community you know it's it's a different vibe than what it used to be not even two three years ago even just a little bit before the Mm -hmm. pandemic i think you could say it was a a whole different scene but now i feel like it's a little bit different in fact a lot of bit different it seems to be a lot more inclusive more diverse as a black comic two black women comics i mean how are we as far as this thing is progressed are we headed in a positive way is the positive direction too slow i guess really you know how are you all still navigating this I guess this arena. I think, well, there's also just some more black comedians. There's always been, but kind of be more in the like mainstream, quote unquote. Uh, I don't like using mainstream because (laughs) usually mainstream just means white. (laughs) (laughs) Diversity is not just black, but also like LGBT and that support and just trying to support. And then there's just been white comics who've been around or improvisers and stuff who understand and get it. So they're actively even trying to just make space but also not do the thing of I'm making the space. Look at us make this space for these people. Right. Um, a great thing with like the bird, a bunch of white guys who are owning a club, but they want, they're open for diversity and open for suggestions, but also not trying to make it on us to like bring it up. So they're like trying and asking questions, but they just had the resources to offer up this 
open space that's open for all comedy. Personally, in my heart, I see that Kansas City has so much talent. The whole community, not just not just stand up, not just improv. A lot of black comics who are making it very well on TikTok. Cam, I am. He's blowing up on TikTok as well. The community for Kansas City, because we're so small, I think is doing a lot to come together because iron sharpens iron, and we're all we can all take from someone. I don't like waiting for opportunities. I create them. So mm-hmm. the Bird Theater, you know, it's new. They're giving us a chance to put the show on. Usually I'll just do the Fringe Festival. So it's it's a blessing. Yeah. I think Kansas City are headed in the right direction. I wish we could just all get together and just work together. And we'll just make it big. Mm-hmm. Preach. And we're going to make it big. We'll make it big together. And oh, yeah. that starts this Saturday, 930 at the Bird Theater. <laughs> Let me explain my blackness. I have more things to say. Kat Gary is directing. Hillary Holt, she's going to be in the show. She's contributing as well. You'll laugh. Uh, and there's some bits in there that'll make you think a little bit. Uh, kind of snuck it in there. Kind of like, you know, Spike Lee does. All that being said, though, ain't none of y'all going to touch me and my mom at a game of spades. I'm just saying we are a dream team. And I'm just saying <laughs> y'all can't touch us. Come get some. It's right. I mainly do cutthroat. I don't do partners. I'm not. But we'll have a game of Uno first, and then we'll play spades with Hartzell and his mom. So, Cat <laughs> Hillary, this is going to be a great show. I think it's a necessary show. And on top of all that, it's going to be hella funny. Come back and join us. Hillary, you have a, basically a, a weekly standing invitation. But Cat, you are welcome on this show. Every show you are involved in, let's talk about it. Yeah? Thank you. Yes, sure. Yeah. <laughs> Going straight to one place, right to Kansas City. The KC Morning Show. Hey, it's Isaac from Hembry. Our new record, It's a Dream, is out everywhere today. Hartzell's going to take us full circle and play our first song we ever released, followed by something new from the record. You're the best, Hartzell, and anyone who listens to this show is the best as well. I stand here just in my devotion, trying to. But if I drift out deep into the ocean Am I the fool that falls? I can't run forever I can't run forever We watch the models walking
Bible Show.
Morning Show.